0: Good morning, church. Make your faces look like it's a good morning. (laughs) It's a good morning. Welcome to the month of June once again. We thank God for bringing us into this new month. We've started the sixth month of the year. Amazing. 2022, I feel, is just flying. But God has been faithful as we've been singing. God has been amazing. And we're grateful. And we're grateful. So the last couple of Sundays if there was a little bit more time, I would ask you, what have we been learning? But I just want to remind us that these things, every time we hear God's word, whether it's in the Bible study, whether it's in prayer meeting, whether it's in a message, it places on us a responsibility. So that responsibility that has been placed on you, what are you doing? Are you checking your life with what you're hearing? Are you examining your life? For instance, two Sundays ago, we looked at what will your answer be? Did you reflect and come up with a personal answer based on the message that we heard? Um, Luke 646, we looked at that during that message that says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? It made me reflect in the areas of my life in what God's asking me to do. Am I doing what he says? I can call him Lord, I can call him savior, all that. But if I'm not doing what he says... There's a problem. And that's the problem that those guys, part of the problem that they had in Matthew seven, when Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, would enter the kingdom of heaven. We need to examine, we need to reflect. Last week, Sunday, anybody can shout out to me what, what we looked at in the message. God bless you, thank you. What's in a name? Now, if you can't remember last week, Sunday, there's a bit of a problem. What's in a name, identity. Anybody go back and examine, reflect it places a responsibility on you. And when there's a responsibility on you, God is gonna require something of you. So let's not take it lightly. And I pray that, you know, as the word comes to us, we would take it in, we would chew on it, we would meditate on it, and we would be transformed in Jesus' mighty name. What's in a name? Identity. Today, by God's grace, we're going to start to explore very briefly um, the topic awakening awakening as a vital step to breakthrough. So this year is the year of our breakthrough and a vital step to experiencing breakthrough is awakening. When it comes to awakening, many definitions, um, a few, the act of waking up from sleep. So somebody is asleep, they wake up. We say that an awakening has happened. Other definitions include an act or moment of becoming suddenly aware of something. So recognition a realization, that's an awakening. And then of course, breakthrough, we've been talking about breakthrough all year. Breakthrough talks about a significant or a sudden advance that removes um, a barrier to progress. So there's something standing in the way of progress and then something happens that shifts it. That's a breakthrough. So we're looking at awakening as a vital step to breakthrough. Now it's possible for something to be true. It's possible for something to be there and you don't see it. You're not awake to it and so it can't have any impact in your life. And so you would see that sometimes, and this happens in our lives as well, sometimes we're praying about something, we're fasting, we're believing God and so on, and we're just shooting off target because we haven't been awakened to the reality of what God wants to do in that space. Somebody, your Daniel, God has placed you in the lion's den to show forth his glory, and all you are doing in the lion's den is just fasting, praying, get me out of here. And what God wants to do in that space, what God wants to showcase in that space, he can't because you're not awakened to what he is doing, awakening. So for instance, you're praying maybe for a harvest in a particular area, could be anything, right? But you're violating God's principle of harvest. When it comes to God's principle of harvest, can someone shout at me, what is it? Seed time and harvest. So I'm praying for harvest. I'm fasting for harvest. I'm declaring, um, I've got me doing everybody joining me for a harvest, but I'm not planting. Is harvest going to come? No, because I'm violating a principle. So what is my problem in that space? I haven't been awakened to that principle. And that person can spend their whole life never getting what they should get because they haven't been awakened. Breakthrough is not like a silver bullet that somebody would just say two lines of prayer and the breakthroughs would just be like that. They're principles that we have to follow. And to get to our breakthroughs, we have to be awakened. We have to be awakened. Genesis 8.22, Genesis 8.22. I'm using the NIV mostly today. Genesis 8.22 says, as long as the earth endures, a version says remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. So as long as there is this earth, the Bible says that principle will always be there. If you're eating your seed, whatever that seed might be, everybody has seed, everybody has fruit. If you're eating your seed, harvest is not coming in that area. No matter how you bind, whatever, harvest is not coming. So you need to be awakened in that area. Galatians 6, Galatians 6, verses 7. Galatians 6, 7. Again, it's a um, common one. It's one that we all know, I'm sure. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man rip what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh would rip destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit would rip eternal life. And then it goes on about not being weary in doing good. So in that area, you need to have an awakening. And until you have an awakening in that area, breakthrough cannot come, but you have an awakening. You start to walk in line with the principles and amazing things would start to happen. In Malachi three, we see uh, the prophet talking to them about their offering, about their tights. They do the wrong thing and there's a closed heaven over that person. They start to do the right things and they're breaking through the obstructions, the barriers, there's a breakthrough. If we don't get in line with God's principles, we can spend years and years praying for breakthrough and all that, and it wouldn't happen. But we step in line with his principles and amazing things would start to happen. Still looking at this thing of awakening in the area of seed time and harvest. Sometimes people think that seed time is a function of plenty. So when I have plenty, in fact, you would all know that I'm a generous person, you'll feel me. But because I feel I don't have plenty, I'm like, when I get to that place, when I have a lot, then I would start to plant. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because the way you're going to get to that a lot is how? Thank you. Is by planting. So you say I don't have plenty. This seed that I have, it's little. So I'm going to eat my seed. What have you done? You have truncated the future, right? Seed time and harvest and awakening and awakening. Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24, Proverbs 11, 24, it says one person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. In the new King James, it says, there's one who scatters yet increases more. And there's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. It doesn't make sense. You know, we think in the world system, the more I gather, the more I'm going to increase. But God says, no, that's not how the principle works. God says you scatter, you plant, and then you would increase. But he says that person that refuses to scatter, what happens? He says it tends to poverty. So that person can be praying from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. that God bless me from left to right, let the money just be flowing in, and that person is gathering, refusing to plant. It wouldn't happen. Breakthrough wouldn't come. And that's why awakening is vital to breakthrough. Vital means it's essential. It's essential. It's essential. And this is just one area, many areas in life. And I wanna encourage us that this month of June, that you get into that space where you say, God, this month of June, it's my month of awakening. Some of us, we don't even know the areas where we're asleep, where we need to awaken. And we're focusing on, oh, I need breakthrough here, breakthrough there, but you just need to get in line with God's principles, what God would have you do. So this month of June, be determined that by God's grace, it's your month of what? Please please awaken, church. It's your month of what? <laughs> Fantastic. It's your month of awakening. It's your month of awakening. It's your month of awakening. We don't want to go through life just going around in, in cycles. You know, some people just go around in cycles, exerting energy, no progress, because an awakening hasn't happened in an area. So you need to differentiate between your seed and your fruit, Your fruit is the one you eat. Your seed is the one that you plant. And everything that you have in life, whether it's your time, your resources, everything is split up into seed and fruit. Differentiate between them. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you differentiate between them. My time, in my time, in my 24 hours each day, and we all have the same, nobody has more. Sometimes I wish I had 48, but it still remains 24. That time, there's time there that is seed. Seed when I need to be spending time investing in my relationship with God, that is seed. I mustn't eat it and sit in front of Netflix. It's seed, it's seed. In my time, there's things that I need to be doing, time that I need to invest in, maybe in my husband, in my children, in family, in friends. It is seed, recognize your seed, differentiate between your seed and your fruit. For some of us, there are people that God has placed in your lives right now, that you're supposed to be investing time in their lives. It's a seed and you're eating it. You're not spending five minutes of that person differentiate between your fruit and your seed. The person who eats their seed is eating their future, their harvest, their sabotaging, their tomorrow. By God's grace, that would not be our portion in Jesus' name. Your resources, there's seed there, there's fruit there. It's not all there for you to just eat. Differentiate. My tithe is not for me to eat like fruit. My tithe is seed. There's some resources, some things that I'm supposed to be pouring into the lives of others. That is seed. If I eat it, I'm eating my seed. We wouldn't eat our seed in Jesus' name. So we need to awaken. And this is just in one area. There are many areas that we need to awaken. And the areas that I need to awaken might be very different from yours. But this month of June, I want to challenge you to get into that place of God, to get into that place of the Holy Spirit and say, Father, awaken me in the areas that I need to awaken so that I can experience the breakthrough that you want me to experience. The parable of um, the, the prodigal son in Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son, we see that in Luke 15, verses 11 to the end, verse 32. In that parable, have you ever wondered why the father... When the son came, audacity, and said, I want my inheritance. When do you get inheritance? After the old man has died, right? The father is alive and well, and this son comes with audacity and says, I want my inheritance. Have you ever wondered why the father didn't try and persuade him otherwise and say, son, that's not the right thing. That's not how it's done. Have you ever wondered when he decided to go a faraway place, the father let him? The truth of the matter is that there's some things that until you personally awaken, the people around you might want you to be awake. They might be pleading with you, trying to show you these things. But until you have that spiritual aha moment, you can have lasting significant change. That prodigal son, he needed to suffer. When he suffered, the Bible tells us in verse 17 that he came to himself. He came to his senses. At that point, he was awakened. The father that he left behind so callously when he went back to his father, was that man a different man? Was he a more loving father or a kinder father? No, the exact same father. But the son hadn't awakened to what he had in his father until he went through what he went through. My prayer for you, my prayer for myself, is that in the areas that we need to awaken, we would awaken in the name of Jesus. Some people, they never do, and it's too late, and they never do. But by God's grace, that would not be our portion in Jesus' name That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. We talked about identity, what's in a name last week. For some of us, we think we know who we are. You ask me who I am, and I'll tell you I'm Fumi Obeinbe, right? I ask you who you are, you tell me who you are, and we think we know who we are. But for some of us, we haven't really awakened to who God says that we are. And if what I think I am is not who God says I am, do I know myself? I don't. And that means that I can't fulfill potential. That means you can't fulfill your God-given potential until you awaken in that area. Jeremiah, let's look at Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter one, Jeremiah chapter one, we see the story of Jeremiah. And here we're introduced to Jeremiah. The Bible tells us in verse one, that the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Amathoth in the territory of Benjamin. So who was Jeremiah? As far as Jeremiah was concerned at this point, who was he? Yeah, and what was he? He was one of the priests. He was a priest. He was one of the priests, one of the many priests. So he was serving God. He was doing all right. And some of you are serving God. You're doing all right. What would people call you? Jeremiah, they would say he's a priest at this point, right? Jeremiah thought he was a priest. But when he had an awakening, because he had to fall into purpose, he needed to have a breakthrough in ministry and be who and what God was calling him. The Bible says that in verse four, that the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah speaking, saying, and this is what God said to him. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a what? Awakened church. (laughs) A prophet to the nations, right? But what was Jeremiah in verse one? A priest. And in verse four, God says, I appointed you. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. He needed an awakening that would show him that, look, you're not one of the priests. You are a prophet to the nations. You might be sitting and listening to the word today, and you think in whatever area you're a priest, and you're doing well as one of the priests. But you might need an awakening for God to say, this is who you are. I love that verse. If you read that verse five carefully, God did not say, I've come to awaken you to who you would become, or I've come to awaken you to who you should be. God came to say, this is who you are. Who are you? What's in a name? Who are you? Now, in my life, in your life, if there are areas where I think this is who I am, everybody thinks this is who I am, but that is not who we are. What do we need? We need an awakening. He could have gone through his whole life being a priest, and he would have been a good priest. It's good to be a priest, but it's good to be a priest if that is who God says that you are. I pray that we would have awakenings in the areas that we need them in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah, how did he see himself? He said, "Ah, I'm too young. I can't speak. He saw someone who was inadequate. And yet before he was in his mother's womb, he had been anointed by the almighty God as a prophet to the nations. I pray that you would have an awakening in the name of Jesus. And I pray that I would have an awakening in the name of Jesus. So you want to experience breakthroughs. Remember that for lasting significant change, there has to be an awakening. You know, Jacob, when he had that encounter with God, and he wrestled with God all night, and he said, I'm not going to leave you until you Awaken church, (laughs) I'm not going to leave you until you, I want to challenge you to be like God, like Jacob was with God in in June and say, till I have an awakening in the areas where I need an awakening, God, I'm not going to let you go. How do we get an awakening? We see Jeremiah, we see Gideon, we see so many people in the Bible who had an awakening. We see Moses. How did they get an awakening? Something came to them, God's word. So how do you get an awakening? Primarily, it is through God's word. Get into the place of God's word. If that is not priority in your life now, start to treat God's word like your very life depends on it because it does. You know, a guy, um, a a book I was reading, he said that what changed his prayer life, he was talking about his prayer life, was that he and his wife, they had very um, laid back prayer life. So they barely had a prayer life. But he said one day his wife said to him, and the wife was like, "Honey." If they told us that if we don't take this medicine every night, we won't wake up the next morning, would we forget to take it? If they told you that, would you forget? <laughs> if you forget everything else, <laughs> you're not going to forget. And for him, that was his spiritual aha moment. And his prayer life changed because he realized that it wasn't that he couldn't have a vibrant prayer life, but he had been holding it lightly. It wasn't important to him. You want breakthrough. want to have an awakening there's some areas that until you have that awakening breakthrough would not come so this month hold on to God say Holy Spirit help me but get into the word get into the word People pray for transformation. They say, Father, just transform me, transform me. And we're praying and we're praying and we're rolling on the ground. But how do we get transformed? The Bible says through the renewing of our mind. How does that come to pass? pass? Is it by somebody laying hands on me? No, it's by getting into the word, studying, meditating on that word. And then something starts to change. The Bible says the way that I think would start to change. My mindset, my perception starts to change and I'm transformed but I have to do my bit, get into the word. In June, let's get into the word. Let's yield to the Holy Spirit. Let's lean into him like never before so that we can have awakenings in the areas that we need it so that we can have awakenings. So again, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Don't let June pass you by and you enter July the same as today, God forbid. Let there be an awakening. You know, there's some awakenings that you have. I'll give you an example. So when I was in university and I've, I've I've shared this many times, but in university in Nigeria, anyway, things went pear-shaped and I was asked to withdraw from university, right? And my dad was a professor in that university and all that. So it didn't, it, it was really, you know, it wasn't great. But during that time I heard two sermons, just two messages in two different places, one in church, one at a fellowship, but I heard those messages and that word it hit me like never before and it opened my eyes, it showed me a new perspective and awakening happened, and my life You know, when you have an awakening, you cannot remain the same. My life was never the same because I heard a message based on three verses of scripture and it came alive. Had I never heard those scriptures before, I'm sure I had, but I hadn't been awakened to them. I was awakened to them and God started to do amazing things, came, studied the same thing, um, finished top of my class and so on. Why? Because a little girl, a young teenager, got an awakening, got an awakening. I pray for you that you will not go through June. You will not go through life asleep in the name of Jesus. That those areas that you need to awaken, that God would awaken you in the name of Jesus. Many years ago, I suspect Kay has forgotten this, but Kay shared something with us. And he said that he said something to him. I don't know what T said to him. And he said before then, he would be a bit hesitant about sharing of people and all that. But T said something to him, and whatever T said to him awakened something in him. And he said he knew from then that he could share anywhere with anyone. God used his brother to awaken something, awaken something in him. I pray that God would surround you with the word that would awaken what needs to be awakened in you in the name of Jesus. I pray for our children. You know, a young person, a child, can hear something. As a child, and that would be it. Something would come alive that would never die. I pray for our children that they would be awakened in the name of Jesus. I just want to encourage you to rise to your feet if you can, and I'm going to ask you to pray for yourself for a minute or two, for a minute or two. For some of you, you might know the areas where you need an awakening, and for some of us, it might be blind spots. We don't know, but I want you to just pray to God that, God, don't let me pass through June and the preceding and the months that follow the same. Let there be. Be an awakening. Let there be an awakening. Gideon was hiding from the enemy. He was hiding from the enemy, and God sent his word through an angel to him. And the angel looked at Gideon, who was hiding from the enemy, and said, Mighty man of valor, an awakening, an awakening, an awakening pray that God would cause there to be an awakening in your life. Pray for your children that there would be an awakening in their lives in the name of Jesus. An awakening, an awakening. You know you can be awakened in an area and fresh fire would come where you've been dry and struggling before. Suddenly you see. Suddenly you'd see and nothing remains the same again. Nothing remains the same again. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that there will be an awakening. That there will be an awakening. For some of us there's No awakening because we are lazy. We do not study the word. We don't meditate on it. We pray from time to time and we're expecting a magic bullet. It doesn't happen like that. God has laid down his principles. Pray for yourself that you would start to walk in line with the principles of God. How would I know the principles of God? I have to get into the word. I have to say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Bring your word alive to me and help me to be a doer of this word. That is how awakening happens. That is how we step into breakthrough. That is how we step into breakthrough. Father, we thank you for your word that has come to us today. Father, I pray that this word, that it will not be in vain in any of our lives in the name of Jesus. That our awakening would start to happen in our lives like never before in the name of Jesus. I pray for our children, I pray for our young ones, that awakenings, awakenings, awakenings in the name of Jesus. Samuel as a boy, he had an awakening one night when he heard the voice of God. Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel was never the same. The Bible says that Samuel walked so closely with God that none of his words ever fell to the ground. We pray for our children, for our young ones, that there'll be an awakening in the name of Jesus. We thank you once again for our nation. We thank you for the Platinum Jubilee that we've been celebrating. We thank you for the Queen. We thank you that she knows you. We thank you that she has over the years been bold to say this is who she is. Father, we pray for her that she would finish well in the name of Jesus. We pray for her that she would finish strong in the name of Jesus. And we pray for our nation, this nation that she has served, this nation that she loves that there will be an awakening in this land in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We thank you because the month of June is for us, the month of awakening in the name of Jesus. Our lives will not be the same again in positive ways in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen. God bless you. Please be seated.